welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or ever listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling of the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. We've got some talent in the house. The queens were tasked to bring their greatest talent and some fabulous drag in a two-for-one inspired runway. So who dominated the stage? It's time to talk all things Drag Race France 2. And joining me is the legendaire, Seraphim. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Um, it's been a minute. It's been a minute because uh, we don't think we did any uh, Dragula last season. and. I had a no, I have that shit show. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken a step back from drags. This is, I'm, but I'm, I'm shaving my mustache in like a week, so I'm. Uh, <gasps> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, all right. We'll see what's gonna happen. Uh, friends, <laughs> let's start off with some drag news of the week. The Drag Race Philippines two cast has officially been revealed. Twelve new contestants. I'm excited. I don't know if you watch Philippines, but I think it's one of the best franchises in the in the in the world. I watched last season um, and I thought it was fantastic. It has some of my favorite it's, like queens from the season. Yeah, it's the, the all of them. I met um, the majority of the cast at DragCon. Um, they're amazing. They're all very, very sweet. Precious Paul and Nicole is one of my absolute favorite humans. Um, uh, so I'm very excited to see what this new cast brings. I'm sure a lot of drama. I'm sure it'll be just as fantastic. And they're going to have a lot of work to do if they're going to have a song that's better than Pop Off All Day. So we'll see. <laughs> I, I quote that all the time. <laughs> Same. Did I, um, did I start my interview with Turing going, going boom, Turing? Yes, I did. I absolutely did. <laughs> She's used to it. You, you should. She's used to it. All right, friends, pronunciations. I apologize. I will try to get better one day. I, I'm hooked on phonics. I'm still doing it. Um, we're getting through it. And as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us, the reality of the production. We are shown the editing of a television show wants to see. We react to what is presented. And yes, the real people got an opportunity to go on a television show to share their craft. They all discuss what's said in the podcast. We're entertainment. Discuss reality of the show. Okay. Drag Race France 2. Okay. Let's talk. Let, let, let's go back for a second and talk about um, the cast of Drag Race France season one. You went to France and you may have seen some of that cast. Yeah, I got to, um, and the episode, at the beginning of this episode, they showed when Poema was being crowned, her reaction, mm -hmm. the place, the place that she was at, we were at like a couple weeks before for a viewing party when they did the, their, um, the song, it's like, uh, whatever song they had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, All I remember is Mayama Lolita Lolita Banana. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, when they're speaking Spanish, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that episode was great, and we, I, we went there, um, uh, La Grande was hosting, and she had Berta as her guest. Mm -hmm. Then we went to another bar, and um, Lolita and Soa were there. And so we got to see, like, four out of five of the top five, which was so Amazing. cool. There was um, no now, subtitles. <laughs> did you have any of the season two cast there while you were around? Did you get to see anyone? Not that I, I didn't know anybody from the season two cast um, before beforehand. I know, like, a couple French queens. Oh, except for Cookie. I knew of Cookie. Right. Um, um, everyone knows Cookie, apparently. Apparently, I talked about Cookie last season on the preview, and I was like, I don't uh, remember saying any of that, but okay, great. Good for Cookie. Um, but now we're here on season two, and the, I'm just going to say it. This cast is very stacked. I, from, like, the first episode, I was 
so impressed. I like am just as obsessed with this cast as I am last season. Yeah, th- these are these are good queens. Let's go through it. Enter sadness. The queens are heartbroken that Rose has wilted away. It was a major blow and proof that success in the real world doesn't always translate on Drag Race. Kitty will read the mirror message, which of course has an ode to Panani. Punani doesn't feel good. She's down. This hurts. She shares that she lost a friend and an ally. She has known her for 21 years, which is essentially the age of Vespi, which really broke me a little bit. Um, Oh, wow. Crazy. And then uh, the way that she discusses it sounds like she's dead. She's not. She's just in a hotel room until the finale. They're like, I can't believe she's gone. (laughs) I was like, she's like home. She's fine. She's good. Um, (laughs) The town is there. They're ready for week two. The queens are going to march in because uh, who doesn't love a coordinated entrance inspired by the military? <laughs> it was a weird choice. <laughs> Choices. Sarah has a boost as she was the first winner. And before she can get congratulated, Ginger Bitch will live up to her name and tell her it's good to get a win before she leaves. Shade. Uh, who knew that this one's going to be the, the shady one of the bunch? I mean, her name's Ginger Bitch. She better be. That's fair. what's next in store for them in the trenches known as drag race well the cock doodles as we have a video message from nikki i still don't love that wig i don't like that wig she's wearing in the video messages oh i don't remember what it looks like it's like the big tall blue thing that looks like it's going to topple her over (laughs) it's not cute it's not cute nikki i love you no no it's fine it's better than rupaul's little video wig it's so bad. Uh, Nikki <laughs> will walk in the room looking so French with a faded denim look with a glitter nautical shirt. Um, has your wardrobe gotten Frencher? <laughs> no, but it's gotten more denim, so I really like this look. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> it's time to get in quick drag as the mini challenge. Uh, they're going to be saving an endangered species. It's pandrag. Uh, it's like a panda, but in drag. Are, are, are you a panda lover? Do you like pandas? They're fine. They've never done anything for me, especially. Yeah. They're I'll, cute. They're cute. Yeah, they, they do their job. I thought uh, it was a very have, random choice. They have 15 minutes to get into Panda Drag and do a pandastic dance to the remix of Pandi Panda by Chantel Goya. Are you familiar with this song or the work of Chantel Goya? I'm sure not. Neither was I, but apparently she <laughs> did a lot of kids' songs in the 80s, and um, there was a resurgence of club mixes since. Okay, work. Yeah. Um, could, could you imagine going to a club and there's like a remix of the Barney theme song? What, what would you do? I would turn up. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> the Queen's race to get their pan accessories, and it's an all out war uh, because there is a box of panda garb from the pit crew. Also, the ginger pit crew man, uh, he's very, he's mine. He's very cute, very handsome. The one with the beard? Yeah. Yeah. Not very handsome. What items would you have selected for your panda drag? Anything, anything that was panda related because most of them did not look panda-esque. No, not at all. Speaking of, Mama, Mommy Watsi has some opinions. She does not believe her sisters are pandas. She sees them as pregnant women. I don't know <laughs> if that was um, a dig or something, um, but she's just, where are the pandas? Where are the jokes? Where are the pandas? Yeah, she was really, truly, probably the... Lots were panda-inspired, but hers was the most panda. Yeah. The stage is set, literally. There is a little panda forest set in the middle of the workroom. Can we please get them a budget to make it not look so awkward when they <laughs> just drop a set in the middle with all their drag crap around it? <laughs> they just... I don't think they have a studio space. They must Judging not. I don't I know where they film them. I mean, last season it showed, like, there was like that video that was going around that showed like the stage and then the workroom on the other side. Right. It was very, very strange. Um, I'm surely there is another studio and I'm assuming they're filming in Paris that they could have an extra. My fingers crossed. Uh, hey, if they need more space, just ship them down to Columbia because that's where they film the new seasons of shows. Did you know that? Of what? No. Mexico, Brazil, and Germany are all filmed in Columbia. Why Germany? I don't there's just know. No space. I think it was there's cheap. Just, there's no European studios. <laughs> right? I don't know. All right. The challenge is on. So let's get Panda Panda. Peach starts off and she can shake that fat ass. I love Peach. Same. She's um she's absolutely one of my favorites this season and by far the strong, like one of the strongest. Absolutely. Punani looks like a zebra, but she can move. She, she was able to move. <laughs> 
Yeah, she was a zebra. Mm-hmm. Ginger Bitch is an old lady who thinks she can hang with the cool kids. Uh, she is dressed like Cindy Lauper, uh, very much in the wrong generation. <laughs> it took me a second when she was like, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Vespi. Well, she made her mic grow, and then she's got a panda face on her cooch. I mean, someone had to do it. Yeah, I, at least she had some panda gear on. Mami Wata is wearing, you guessed it, a two-piece. She <laughs> loves the two-piece. She, I love Mami Wata. She just, I feel like she just needs more time slash more money. Correct. Um, Absolutely. But her performance was very funny. I thought it fit the music really well. Mm-hmm. It's our Swiss Panda Moon, and I am terrified. That is a sleep paralysis demon in the flesh. <laughs> she was fantastic. She was my favorite one. I feel like you and Moon would get along great. She's one of my favorite queens this season. She's yeah, like she's so funny, and her like yeah, art, like her drag is like good. Absolutely. Also, I don't I don't understand how she hides that hair ever. Neither do I. There are a lot of people, um, even on Drag Race España this season with um, uh, Petita. I don't know, like they, those are giant manes, and then they have like <laughs> like that doesn't does not compute. Where, where did it go? <laughs> Cookie Cunty is not a mover, but she likes stuffed animals. Trend alert. We'll get to it later. Um, <laughs> Kitty Space said, Vespi, I will one-up you. I don't have a panda cooch, but I have a long sock that gets bigger and bigger. Not all, I, all I wrote under kitties was meh. Mm-hmm. Satter Forever will just do what no one else will do. Fuck a panda. I mean, she didn't look like a panda at all, but at least she... No, she didn't. And Kiona is going to vogue the house down. Trend alert, but we'll get to it later. <laughs> I mean, of course, she's ballroom. She's always going to be... She's always going to do it. Now, what happens in the jungle stays in the jungle, but the winner of this panda dance off is Moon. Okay, good for her. And she's going to win a signed Chantel Goya Greatest Hiss compilation album. And it's signed by... Nikki. Like, no joke. She will literally do it on the spot. Are they just mocking the lack of prizes they have? I was like, what is that? I was like, you get a CD signed by not the person. Very strange. Also, I don't have a signed picture by Nikki. Nikki, can we change that? Can you send me one, please? (laughs) You Um, have to win a mini challenge first. Literally. Uh, The queens get out of drag to learn their fate in the world of the Maxi Challenge. This week, it's time to be a great performer. They will show their talent in the talent show. Seraphim, I gotta ask, what would you do for a talent show? (laughs) <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> thankfully i've never needed to, 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 to do that well what would you do time. what would i do um watch watch be a great spectator excellent yes! spectator <laughs> oh man that would be so terrifying okay so to help them out this week they'll be joined by guest judge zaya um are you familiar with zaya not at all all right, so I did some very basic research when I was watching, and then I had one of our fabulous listeners uh, message me and share some information for us. So she was involved in a sex scandal as she was trafficked as a sex worker. The scandal included illicit affairs with the French national soccer team, and since then she has been a model, actress, and advocate. Work. Um, crazy, <laughs> right? That's a story. Uh, also, she was underage at the time. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, well. the, sh- the show's only going to highlight the positives through the queens, but I don't even know who like the most scandalous guest we had on the American franchise was. Like, no one that bad in terms of like their history. I don't know. They've had a lot of people. They've had too many people. Like, I can do an entire <laughs> like ranking podcast of Drag Race guests. Um, now, of course, you can't have a talent show without some people watching. They will be performing for 10 Friendly Faces. It's the cast of season one. And what's funny is that this will be the largest gathering of the Drag Race France cast. But it's not the full roster because Rose is not there. <laughs> I, well, so have they ever brought back an entire cast before? Um, In any other Drag Race season? Um, España does it for their talent shows where they've brought right. back casts. Um I'm sure others have as well, uh, putting me on the spot and drag race knowledge is d- always a bad idea because there's too much in my brain. Uh, but That's I definitely fair. know that Spanya does that. Okay. I've, yeah, I, I haven't seen it. So um, I've seen part of it, but I haven't seen uh, enough, like another full cast bring back before. 
it's fun. I always love seeing um, the the old kids hang out with the new kids. Same. I was like very into it. I was like, I was like my babies. <laughs> and it's and it's one of those smaller scenes. So like they all know each other. Um, yeah. So it's not like a spoiler. They're going to tell people. They already probably knew. They probably helped him out. Yeah. No, I'm sure like the ones that knew each other already like knew that they were getting on. Yeah. All right. Well, the queens are going to head to their stations to get ready for the show. Let's find out some of the acts we are about to see. For Vespi, she wants to show that she is beautiful but has more depth. It's the Seraphim Terrellin arc. <laughs> it's the- it's the Sarah from what arc? Talent arc. Well, yeah. <laughs> she does remind me a lot of myself, actually. Yeah, I, I see it too. Uh, we'll get to that look. Uh, Vespi knows her act is ready and can't wait to show it. Peach will ask Kiona if she will be bringing the house down, and we all know what that means. She says she knows people will have expectations, but she hopes to exceed them. Kiona tells us for the first time ever, there will be real voguing from someone from the ballroom scene on Drag Race. Shots fired, Anitra. Shots fired. <laughs> um, did you watch Legendary? Did you get to see Kiona um, in her prime? Absolutely. I was um, very for House Rev 1. Um mm-hmm. So I was very, very excited when I saw that she was cast. Absolutely. We're going to hear from Mommy that um, her talent show will revolve around who she is being from the Ivory Coast. She shares that her family was deeply religious, but she was a little rebellious. She is going to show the effeminate little boy who lived there her entire life while it wasn't easy. She shares she moved to France two years ago and her family doesn't know she does drag. Also, the most iconic part of this conversation is mommy is opening up and fucking Kiona is blowing her hair and all you hear is the blow dryer. Um, <laughs> I am shocked production didn't cut them to make them start over. Honestly, I didn't like pick up on that, but I'm a little surprised also. Um, you All you do is you hear this beautiful story and you're like, <laughs> and you just see her blow drying that pink fucking wig. All right, so mommy will explain that her mom does not know she does does know she knows, does drag, but her dad does not. Her mother told her that this might kill her father. She knows this could create family drama, but she wants to think about herself for once. Mommy shares that her mom is very religious, so she's not much of a support, and says that she cried when she came out prior to moving to France. She asked her for a chance to save her, so she put her in conversion therapy. She loves her mom, and her mom loves her. She knows that she believes it was for her own good and could help and free her from what she considered bad. Now, Ginger will ask if conversions therapy is banned in her country, and we learn not at all. Uh, It's encouraged. They are told you have to save your kid before it's too late. Dark shit. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Dark shit. (laughs) Every now and then they'll have, like, these really heavy moments, and then, like, sometimes they're just, like... Oh, and then you have like Electra friends who was like, I was bullied for having freckles. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So true. Um, <clears throat> mommy will go through the process of what happens. Relieve the deviant spirit of Mommy Wata. Not her specifically, but anyone who is free. And that's how her name inspired her drag. Now, Moon and Confessional will tell all parents who don't understand their child to talk to them and try to get to know them because maybe they're hiding out for fear of not being loved anymore. Moon will share to the room that in Switzerland, conversion therapy still exists. They're kind of backwards, and she tells them that a few of her friends did it, and it involved electric shock therapy. Um, I was kind of shocked to hear that in Switzerland, it's still not illegal. Yeah, I I didn't know. I thought Switzerland's like all about peace and like neutrality. Apparently not. Not all of it. (laughs) Now, as we know here in America, conversion therapy is just fucking useless. Uh, You can't and shouldn't change a person. As Sarah Forever says, being gay or trans or lesbian is not a character trait. So no God or no religion or doctor or guru should change you. Mommy says three years ago she was in conversion therapy and now she's on Drag Race. Get the message across because... That is big finalist energy. You don't share that story unless she's about to go home or she's going to be on your show for a while. I feel like she'll go far. She's got the the talent. And she's got the charisma. She's very good in in confessionals. Yes. Now, Ginger will share about coming out 20 years ago and how it was complicated. She was from a working class family. Her father was a truck driver. Her mother worked in a factory. 
So how do you come out to your parents when you're when you hear homophobic jokes every day? Well, her coming out was forced. Her parents asked her to come home and she told them they threw out all the stereotypes of at her, like getting AIDS or ending up as a um, traveler, which I believe was slang for tranny, which is a word we don't like either. But uh, they kind of laughed at it there Um because I know there's a lot of discourse on the internet that we want to ban the word and people are digging up old Rue Girls tweets that use that word. Yikes. Not cute, not fun. (laughs) Moon tells us, when a parent doesn't accept their child, it's because they fear for their child. They think their life will be difficult, and it will be, but it's easier if you accept, understand, and love. Throwing a wrench in the gears makes it harder. She says coming out to your parents can be crucial. And Ginger says that her mom told her that she could cure her, but she told her she wasn't sick. Ginger knows when she sees this on TV, her mother will feel bad as she told Ginger she will never forgive herself for telling them this. The girls are going to give Ginger a big group hug, and this is the power of community. They're, they call it the trauma hug, as each person in the room has experienced their own trauma, which is very factual. And Ginger sends a message to her mom that if she's watching, she's not mad at her. Now they're with a great community, and she says that her partner is now like their second son. Um, a lot of uh, trauma to unpack before a talent show, isn't there? <laughs> they love making them trauma dump in the workroom. I just like, we, obviously we know sometimes these conversations are produced in a way of go talk to them about this or they come natural. This could not have come naturally. This could not have come naturally. <laughs> Maybe not initially. I definitely feel like they like pushed mommy to to talk about it. Um, yeah, and then I feel absolutely. like maybe ginger was just like like oh yeah me too and it's what's interesting two episodes in this is the second episode in a row we're getting ginger's backstory more than anybody else I'm like she's, she's leaving <laughs> when is she leaving um but she's not she's doing pretty well no she's doing great and the same with uh mommy is like are they are they telling her to go like what what is happening we're getting a lot of backstory <laughs> for her let the show begin. We are, again, second week in a row, no elimination day, just straight to the main stage. Um, we're going to be bringing it to the runway where Nikki is doing her best Yzma cosplay. It's so funny. It was so good. Um, I thought, again, once again, I thought I had the same jewels as Nikki this week, but no, it's the lighting. I do have not have the same empty accessories. Uh, purple. <laughs> she was wearing clear again. It's fine. One day, she and I will be wearing the same necklace. <laughs> Our panel comprises of Daphne Berkey, Kitty Smile, and Zaya Dehar, and her little basket. Um, why does she have a little basket? Where was Toto? Because her outfit was like made of wicker. Yeah, but where's the Toto? You gotta have a Toto too. No. Uh, no. All right, she fine. had snacks in there. Probably. Listen, that's a, <laughs> probably a long filming day. It probably is. Because I'm assuming that each queen is probably gonna go twice with their number, maybe. Probably. They're definitely doing two runways each, so it's a long day. Long, a long long day. day. All right. Before our show can begin, the parade of drag queens must commence. Let's welcome the cast of Drag Race France season one. Now, let's see. Who were some of your favorites from the first season and whose looks impressed you the most? So my favorites from season one, I loved La Condom, Lalita, and so I was probably my, my favorite three. Um those were probably my favorite three from the, from the first season. Um, I okay, so let me go through some of the fun looks that I want to point out. Um, I love Librioche's teal moment. Very, very cute. Very upgrade. She great. Upgrade from season one. Um, couldn't tell what Cam was doing, but it's Cam Hughes. She can do no wrong. Apparently, her makeup was so cool. Very fun, and she wore her makeup literally on her outfit. <laughs> was saving her best drag for mexico literally (laughs) she's like i don't have anything left it's already in a box it's cute she looks good uh and of course paloma can do no wrong in my book i love paloma i do too this this look is fantastic she was one of my favorite interviews i got to do at um drag con uh UK. I got to interview her, Cam, La Grande, Lolita, who I also got to do in uh, uh, LA uh, when Work. she literally got announced for Mexico. I was like, can we talk for a second? She's like, fine, quickly. Uh, so we got to do that. Didn't get to chat with Valentina, but that's fine. Um, one day. One day, one day. And I think those were really the ones, the only ones I got from uh, 
France because there were a couple that like spoke no English. Um, yeah. Like Love La Diva literally on her booth said, I don't speak English, but I'm very <laughs> kind. Give me a hug. I, I saw that. Um, I saw a picture of that. But um, and, and of course, it spoke to Nikki and Nick, Nikki's dear friend, dear friend of the pod. Um, remember when we knew her before she was on Drag Race? <laughs> Off New York icon. All right. Um, so here's how we're going to do things. Seraphim and I are going to give each queen a score out of 10. And we're going to see if our opinions line up with the judges to see if, if we have the same opinions. I don't know if we are, but we're going to find out. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. All right. First up is Kiona. She will start us off with some voguing because, duh, she's a star. She looked great. The music was unmatched. This was great. The perfect energy to kick off the show. Um, she is a legend in ballroom and proved it. I just hope as the season goes on, her identity is going to go beyond being the ballroom girl. I mean, she's also served some great fashion. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what did you think of her talent? I thought it was great. I, I literally wrote 10 out of 10 books and performance. Oh my God, I wrote 10 also. That's a 20. <laughs> Good for you, Keon. I think you win already. Uh, um, <laughs> Hunani, she will give us a comedy routine and i thought this was so stupid so campy the look was 80s ridiculousness and the dummy body parts really really made this a dummy number um the body double moment was giving rue and michelle during the christmas special realness i think the construct of the show it worked but i i want to see this act like on a bigger grander stage with like a better set piece yeah fair enough I'm sure they'll do it for like a tour. table. Yeah, something, something <laughs> better. Because, I mean, I know the joke at the end was like it falls over and you see the big reveal, but um, it did look a little flimsy. Yeah. It was what well done. I liked it. I thought it was great. I um, I thought it was very, very funny. Also, the stunt double tricked me at first because I didn't realize mm-hmm. that they would have them. Um, right. Which is interesting because usually like when they have like backup dancers, it's like two to four people and they're recycled through everybody. It looks like they all had their own people. Yeah, I, I don't know how they did it, but it was, um, but this, I don't know. I gave it a, I'll give it like a seven. All right. I'll give her a nine. So that's a 16 for her. Vespi. Poor little Vespi. Two mistakes in the stack cast and you're out. Um, she will be doing a version of, as the Drag Race Wiki says, miming. Um, sure. I think the start of it being this weird cyber disco moment was interesting, but whether she didn't practice it enough or just unfortunate costume malfunction, it was going to be the killer, just like Maria Delia and Drag Race Espana 3. I think she should have just taken off the helmet when it fell, and we might have believed it was on purpose. Yeah, she could have she could have done it better, but I thought she did it fine. It I still like the performance. It was it was an interesting performance. Um, would you wear what she was wearing? Oh yeah, I loved it. Have you ever done like crazy, like silver-faced makeup like that? No, not like that. Um, I don't even know how much time she had to do it, but apparently she was able to make it work. Yeah, and probably not very much time at all. Um, yeah, this was this had so much potential. Unfortunately, the execution failed her. So I'm going to give her a four. Yeah, between the execution failing, I also just thought it had a really strong start, and then it just didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, I'm going to. I'll give it a five. All right, that's a nine for Vespi. Set it forever. I don't know if anyone has looked in her brain yet, but she's a kook. I love this campy and absurdist side of drag that she brings. We will have a lip sync performance, and Sarah Forever proves if you can captivate anything weird you do, the audience will be on board. The whole hair thing was weird. Very funny. It's so funny. I just can't not see a refined Orion story in her drag. Like, like, tell me it does not look like Orion story. No, I was going to say the same thing. She reminds me of Orion so much. Uh, and who knew she had the splits? This girl's got it all. Uh, this was fun and engaging. I don't know what I'm watching. Maybe I'll drop a point because I still don't know. But I'm, <laughs> I'm on board with Sarah forever. It's so funny. Also, I learned um, last when I was watching this episode. Um, Gabriel was my partner. Was like, um, I was like, do you? He's like, do you know what Sarah Forever is? And I was like, like, what do you mean? He was like, it's like a, a kids book from the nineties. Oh, interesting. It's like the Babysitter Club, basically. 
Oh, that's cool. Um, we'll have to find them. Uh, <laughs> I, I I like this girl. Eight point five for me. Yeah, I, I'll give it a eight. All right. Next up is Ginger Bitch. It has been historically accurate that stand-up is almost a losing talent on Drag Race. Ginger Bitch proved if you can do it well, you will not be eliminated. She was hilarious. It was unexpected. Her timing was right. Her jokes were unmatched. Um, I would actually go see a tight five from her if she did a stand-up set. And, like, she did that in such a short amount of time. Like, she just, like, got introduced to the girls that she was going to be competing with mm-hmm. and then just got found out that the season one girls were going to be there. And she was fantastic. Yeah, so I love that not only did she call out that she is only the only technically big girl of this season, <laughs> but then reads the other big girls from season one that they took up all the cholesterol as the canteen would be too expensive. Hilarious. It was um, very, very Are there just no more big girls left in France? <laughs> well, there's Cookie. There's Cookie. The <laughs> and read she loves La- it. The read to La Cajena on her first episode, too, was brilliant. Very funny there. I th- it was so funny. And then calling out Paloma for fucking a tour dancer. I mean, they all knew. Even Daphne Berkey knew. Um, now we all know, too. And I don't think Paloma was happy. She was none too pleased. <laughs> I felt like um, La Glanzam looked so pissed the entire time she was there. I was like, maybe it's just her paint, but like... She I think it is her paint. I... She- <laughs> She's also a very tall human. Yes. Interviewing her, I literally had to have my microphone like up in the air and be like, can you talk into this, please? Um, (laughs) I will say I'm going to drop her half a point because the Miss Ginger walkout, no Vanjie references in this house. No, 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 no. I will give her a nine. I'm going to give her a nine also. Uh, But very well done. Next up, Kitty Space. We're going to get lip sync dance performance from Kitty, and she is an insane person as well, but she looked fierce. Uh, she leaned into stereotypes to start, but when we got to the dancing, she proved that Kitty got talent. The only problem is I don't know who Kitty Space is from this performance. It was visually stimulating and engaging, but just generic. But let's be real. I mean, if being lifted is a talent, Mariah Carey is very talented. Mariah Carey is very talented. <laughs> What did you think of Kitty uh, Space? I didn't like it. I I liked her outfit. Um, yeah. but, but like at one point she was doing her number and Nikki just goes, I like her outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, the uh, judges were so savage with their faces. We're not even there yet. I just I just wasn't uh I didn't like this one so much. I'll be kind. Was, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give her a seven. I'm gonna give her a four. Oh, all right, there it is, Kitty. And I love Kitty. She's from Lyon, so I, I I have a special place in my heart for her. Tell us the geography. Where is Lyon uh, in regards to the rest of France? It's um, it's like a two-hour train ride south of Paris. All right, okay. Mamiwata, we are edged that this is going to be the performance of the night. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Mommy is wearing more clothes than ever. No, 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 no. She's just borrowing a classic talent act from pageants of yore when the dancers are dressed to look like the bottom part of a dress. Nina West was one of the best, if not the best examples of this illusion. Uh, Mommy will drop into her song and this will be an interpretive dance as opposed to a lip sync, which I think it needed to be. I just did not understand why her voice was on the track and then she didn't lip sync. The dance part was great. I love that she brought her culture into it. Um, I feel like there's a lot of youthful choices on a very big stage where one mistake could cost you. So she really needs to thank Bespy for bombing. <laughs> yeah, she really does. I, I I was surprised when she landed in the bottom, but I do agree that the um the she was like lip syncing like part of it and like but not all of it. And so that part was like really weird. Um, but I thought the the dancing and like the number itself was fantastic. Yeah. Um, because at first I was like, oh my gosh, she's wearing a dress. And then I was like, oh no, 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 don't fool me. I know it's happening. I've seen it before. <laughs> um, but you know there are really, really dumb drag race fans out there being like, oh my God, that's groundbreaking. No one's ever done that before. <laughs> I know like my first thought was like, oh like Nina West. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, I'm gonna give her a seven. Um, same. All right, cookie cunty. 
Cookie Cunty is going to give us a reason why maybe we should, in fact, cancel Drag Queen Story Hours because this was not entertaining. Uh, it was ill-conceived and bland. I think the lip sync was on point. The puppetry was fine. But the story told the line of camp and cringe. I mean, they shot over to Paloma. She was bored. Or maybe she was just still pissed at Ginger Bitch, but she was bored. <laughs> I, yeah, when she walked out, I literally turned to Gabe and I was like, I was like, I just know whatever she does is going to be fantastic. And then I was like, oh, I was so wrong. <laughs> yeah. And Cookie is better than this. And it's a shame her talent almost knocked her out of the competition, which is crazy. Yeah, that would have been um, a wild mistake to make. I don't know what else she could have done for her talent because I know she's not necessarily a dancing queen. She's not a singing queen. She's beautiful. You, you got to get creative in that moment. Yeah. And that's, that was rough. I'll give her a five. I'm going to give her a three. Okay. All right. Next up, Moon. What a weird little creature she is. We <laughs> have an original song that is creepy and chaotic. And then she starts painting. And I was like, okay, at least this is all on brand for Moon. And I know exactly who she is. I loved her look for this talent show. It was wild. The look was fantastic. It was so cool. It was kind of like, like straight jacket meets like, like kind of like Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Ask. It was like, it was very, very cool. And when we got to the painting part, it was absurd, very well executed. And I don't know if the translation was accurate, but I was lost, but I was like, Hey, it's moon. It's fine. Cool. <laughs> I was, I died when, um, when she was done painting the thing and then, uh, Kitty smile just goes to, <laughs> to, to, to Nikki. I was like, it was such a sibling thing to do to be like that ugly man is you. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very well done. Um, I like Moon. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I'll give her an eight. She is one of my favorites this season. I'm going to give her an eight also. And finally, Pish. This bitch is the real deal. She can sing, she can dance, she can camp. I think Pish is the underdog of the season. The odds are against her, but the talent is proven. Also, what is her obsession with early 2000s tracksuits? Like, she is subsur- subverting fashion. Stop it. Stop allowing us it's to see this. It's so funny. <laughs> she needs to be selling those Pichette 1 and ho- 2 hoodies. Like, that is brilliant branding. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Um, and not the I, security I tag. Not the security <laughs> tag. <laughs> I love that they pointed it out, too. <laughs> and that's just the thing I think is so smart about pieces. She is the full package. Like, down to the little last details. I hope it was. <laughs> I hope it was intentional. I hope it was intentional. Could you imagine yeah. if she bought that, walked out of a store, and then ends up on Drag Race <laughs> security tag? I mean, oh, it happened God. to Lux. Listen, Lux, 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 it did. I'm gonna give Peach a nine. I'm gonna give her a ten. I thought it was fantastic. She oh, she gives me the same energy as like um, Chad Michaels or uh, Cheddar Gorgeous, where I'm like, I'm like oh, this person should win this season. And I feel like she's going to be a lovely first runner up to, yeah, to whoever. I, something's going to knock her out. And it's going to, I don't, I'm going to be sad about it, but even she's like you, so you have good. this like bearded queen and you, we have these conceived notions of what a bearded queen does. And she's wearing this flat hair. I was like, wait, she's hot. No, she's so hot. Also out of drag. So hot. Not my type, um, but I, I get it. I get it. Um, I mean, you're you're kind of like sharing the same mustache. <laughs> if I just like grew it out a little bit, I could definitely get it as curly as she does. Insane. <laughs> that takes a lot of dedication and work every day to get it that perfect. No, it's like like touch it up like twice a week. And she's got to paint it because that's not natural. No, yeah, the fact that she like like leeches her facial hair or like dyes it and then puts makeup on it also and then like scrubs it off i'm like that's crazy to me dedication all right let's move to the runway category is two in one in honor of the runway we are going to play what a deal or rip off starting with (laughs) cookie cunty look by drape blanc hair by jean-baptiste sentence I think a lot of my issue with this look is not the execution of the two-in-one. It's pulled off exceptionally well. It comes down to the styling. First off, 
maybe that's like a Parisian hair thing, but I thought that hair was god awful. Burn that wig, like toss in the ocean. The color does not pair well with the story of the look, and it's making the proportions feel off. I think the suit is tailored well. The dress is beautiful. It's the stoning. I don't know if she's going for like a nude illusion in the sense like she stoned the outline of boobs and packs. It just, I, it didn't read. I don't understand this concept. Uh, I, I disagree so much. Say I really like this. I, I think the hair is very like high fashion, also very French feeling. Mm-hmm. Just like one of my favorite things about Drag Race France is the is the wigs are like unique. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the I thought everything was really really good. Actually, I thought the fit was very good. The hair was strange, but I I still enjoyed it as part of the the journey. Kitty says that even though he loved her outfit as it was luminous, her performance in the talent show was below the others. Daphne says that she liked her as a storyteller, saying it was clean, but she wants dirty. Nikki says her talent show was great as it was for everyone, and it's important in today's climate to show that drag queens are safe to be around kids, but worries hers is what's in her head. Cookie will say that she wants to do well, live up to expectations. She is doing it for herself, but tonight wasn't her night. I'm going to give this a ripoff. Um, what's the other one again? What a deal. I think it's, and that's the good one. That's a good one. And I think it's a great deal. <laughs> Audience, 43% what a deal, 57% <gasps> ripoff. They were not a fan of it. I liked it. They just didn't get it. <laughs> Tiona, look by Kyan Ray. This was giving me early seasons of Drag Race vibes. I think the two-in-one makes sense here. You have a leotard, then you have a dress. While this was not a reveal challenge, you can get away with the fabrics and patterns being present in both looks. It's just not as visually appealing seeing the lining in zebra i think i might have liked this had it been just a different color and not zebra pattern especially as the boots and the garment are very different zebra patterns and the hair was just a bit basic well i you can disagree yeah i like it quite a bit it reminded me of um of cases like reveal yeah. look where it was just like red to red to red um, <laughs> yes. which i also really liked uh i do agree about the the pattern of the the top part being different pattern than the boots which is like kind of an oversight but um i think the rest is fantastic honestly i was i was very into it Daphne says her opening was mind-blowing, impressive, and phenomenal. Zaya says that she loved it and she didn't need much. She had two fans, her body, and was awesome. Nikki says that she loves the dress and is jealous. She says she gave them what they asked for. Kiana will get emotional as she says this is the first time someone from the ballroom scene participates and her talent show was personal and was afraid to disappoint. She enjoyed it so much. I'm going to give this a soft what a deal. It's what a deal for me. Audience. 56% 56% what a deal, 40%, 44% ripoff. Well, they you got some very judgy people. Taste. All right, next <laughs> up, Sarah Forever, no designers listed. She is insane, literally the crazy person. She first starts off with this purple dick and ball moment, uh, foreskin and all, then bang, it's a vulva because they are underrepresented. And that's her theme. Second week in a row that she's telling us that. Um, <laughs> I think, had we not known what the items were, perhaps I'd be like, hmm, what's the connection? But knowing, there is a campy story she sold it is it the most fashion forward no is it flattering debatable but the hair i don't quite understand the styling but this is sarah forever she lives in her own universe um she kind of in a way is um kind of jimbo-esque a little bit where you just don't know what she's gonna do but you're engaged (laughs) and intrigued yeah she's definitely like I'm intrigued. I'm I'm excited to see whatever else she brings out because I know it'll be entertaining. Yeah. What did you think of the the outfit? Were you, were you I didn't, on I board didn't with the her? first? I didn't realize the first part was a dick um, until the second watch through. Um, but I I liked it. I thought it was a good outfit. Kitty will say that he was right last week as she's dangerous because her talent show was particularly great. He says it was smart. Zaya says that she lives in her own universe. And Nikki says that she is an amazing artist and they never know what to expect. If she were on that stage, she would be very worried because she can do it all and do it very well. I think we're being set up for something. What a deal for me. Yeah, definitely what a deal for me. Audience, 64% what a deal, 36% ripoff. Punani, look by Punani here by La Petre. 
it's not the most successful two-in-one because the first look was very mediocre and while it is winter coat it lacked the appeal to live on its own the dress she revealed into was very striking her makeup fascinates me because she could easily do a stunning and natural beat but she plays into the world of drag with her shapes and colors and i'm so happy the colors match the dress again the hair like sarah forever maybe not the style i would have chosen for this but um, it does have this vintage vibe to it. Yeah, I like Prunoni. I, I also out of drag, very hot mm-hmm. to me. Um, but I don't love her fashion choices. I did not really care for this. I thought that after dress work, the revealed dress was pretty, but the first one was like literally almost nothing. What's it called? It was literally nothing. Yeah. Um, it's a ripoff for me. I'm going to go ripoff also. Audience, 43% what a deal, 57% ripoff. Hitty space, look by Ojopsi Original, hair by wig by Altis, gloves by Kitty. Well, she wanted to tell a story and she did. Why does the cage bird sing? Ask Kitty. I think the cage look was very camp. I think the best element of it was how the handle of the cage transformed into the hair because I did not expect <gasps> that. Oh, I didn't so notice good. that. The execution of the reveal was not the cleanest, but what she gave us was striking. Never would have guessed that much fabric could live under there. Very smart. Also, please note the first time we see a feather headpiece, and then all of a sudden before she goes to leave the stage, it's gone. Why editing inconsistencies? <laughs> Oops. I didn't even notice that. What did you think of the look? Um, I was impressed by how many feathers were underneath the reveal look. I just didn't like it. I, it I wasn't visually like it. beautiful. It was fascinating as a reveal. Yeah, I liked the concept. Maybe like execution could have been done better. I don't know, but I didn't. I didn't care for it, honestly. Um, I'm gonna go a with a deal for me. Oh, <gasps> audience, eighty-six percent. What a deal! Fourteen percent ripoff. Well, okay. <laughs> Moon look by Zoe Noir. Hair by wigs by Neil Lucas. Nails by nails by Becca. Well, we all know what is about to happen with an oversized jacket. It's going to be revealed. Thanks, Aquaria. Uh, the gray <clears throat> jacket was fine. I didn't love how it fit because it was so bulky. But when she dropped it and became the train and the bitch was skinny with mittens as a bra, she showed us a level of camp that I appreciated. Um, the tights were a really cool pattern. And um, okay, listen, on Drag Race All-Stars 8, the Battle of the Moon Boots, listen, her name is Moon, (laughs) fine, but this is the main stage I want heels. What I think was the best part about the look was the makeup. She did the sunburn so well. It was really well done. So good. Um, I love this look. I thought anytime I see like a sleeping bag kind of outfit garment, I, I just think Unless you're going to do it better than Utica, I'm like, right. who made it in the workroom? Right. I'm like, eh. but I love Moon, and I thought this, um, I thought the look was great, actually. Have and you it ever was, gone like, skiing? No, never no, even no. once. No, no, no mitten bra for you. <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'm scared of the cold, so I. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, I'm going to give this what a deal. Uh, same. Audience, 71% what a deal, 29% ripoff. Ginger bitch, look by Pia, hair by Bam Bam Wigs, jewels by Glam Studio Jewels. How'd she get that Bam Bam connection? Good for her. Um, She came out as Jackie, but left to Marilyn. The first time I watched it, before she revealed, I predicted it was going to be a Marilyn look. Like, I'm not (laughs) dumb. I know how storytelling works. As the self-proclaimed only plus-size queen of the season, she took two classically skinny tight skinny looks decided to combine them for a two-in-one which was caused to make the outfit be a bit bulky on her the jackie jacket was there for a purpose i get it but if you look like look at her ass it was a fucking diaper it was literally holding the entire maryland gown in there but when we got to the maryland moment it was really pretty with the satin wrinkles and that dress was sitting inside there for too long it needed a good steam but yeah, I think was a this was wrinkles. a smart concept and, and good for her. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I liked it. 
I was, it was it was just when they that one shot where you saw the butt i was like oh my god i see it i know where the reveal is coming from i, I, I see it <laughs> to be fair it's a lot of fabrics that she hit it's the so there. much fabric um so much fabric it's again yeah, she's, <laughs> she's the big girl of the season so Zaya says that she loves she brought together an iconic brunette and the most iconic blonde all at once. Daphne says she blew her away as a stand-up comedian. She says she knows how to use words and make her dangerous. Better be her friend than foe. Nikki says that she didn't expect this kind of performance and she blew her away, but tells her that she lacks confidence. She says everything she said was crazy. She just needs to embody it more. And I was like, maybe what we saw in the edit didn't really say that, but maybe being there, you're seeing a little less confidence than we are. Yeah, I was. It, it, the comment felt a little out of pocket just by the editing, but um, but I agree. Like, I feel like she could have. I feel like she's funny enough where she could have yeah. the level of like. I'm not saying she's as funny as Bianca Del Rio, but I'm saying like she could have that level of confidence. And, like, yeah, I really... think maybe it was the pacing. Like usually, like sometimes when you when you do stand up, you have the mic stand there, you take the mic off, you do your thing, and like sometimes you like hold the mic stand to give yourself balance, and maybe that's she was missing something to ground her but i thought she did a great job i'm gonna yeah, give her a what a deal yes yeah, i thought it was um it didn't like blow me away but it was it was a well done reveal and i liked it audience 76 percent what a deal 24 percent ripoff mommy wata no designers listed okay so the tea i have some tea got some tea is that she will be spray painting a lot of things this season um <laughs> One of our lovely listeners shared that she had to spray paint her heels as she only had so many for the show. And that's why she had spray paint with her and was able to pivot when she rejected her original B look. I love that she is more clothed in this first look. And then she said, bam, here's my ass back to a two piece. Um, (laughs) I think the idea of using herself as a canvas was very smart, very conceptual. The elements work even when you deconstruct it. And as this could have just been a design challenge look, I hope as the season continues, she can make what she has work. I am a little bit worried. Um, Cause again, like timing, if she, if she ended up doing that in her hotel room, impressive, but like the corset could have been cared for a little more. Yeah. The corset. I, I didn't love the corset. It's definitely my least favorite part of it. I don't love like a full corset exposed like that um but besides that i really really like the outfit um like i thought the the first part was fantastic and then i liked what it revealed into and i i thought it was brilliant that she was like i don't know what to do so i'm just gonna spray paint it Um, i also can't believe she spray painted that wig again (laughs) i mean it looks pretty brave it's brave Um, i was go ahead go ahead no you go Zaya will start to talk, but Mommy will cut her off to tell her that she's a huge fan of hers, and Zaya will say that her dress is what she preferred as it's undone and a bit grungy and punk, reminding her of Vivian Westwood. Let's just do it. Let's just give us a night of a thousand Vivian Westwoods. We make the reference every fucking franchise. Just do it already. They should. Especially now that she's passed. I think it'll be a great honor. I think they'll, I'm sure they'll do it. Daphne says the starting point was good, but there was no finish. And Kitty says her message in the talent show was great because she was telling them where she came from. And he loves that. But he noticed that he doesn't, that she doesn't always understand where the lip sync is. At one point, he thought her voice was the introduction, but then she started lip syncing with the same voice. He didn't understand which talent was she was presenting. I'm going to give this look a what a deal. Um, Zane, what a deal. Audience, 65% what a deal, 35% ripoff. Vespi. No designers listed. Poor Vespi. She made that look, I think she said. Yeah, apparently this was a designer fail and she didn't get her look in time. Um, While the first part is not a look, sorry, sweetheart, it's a piece of fabric covering you. What she revealed into was stunning. Dare I say Seraphim would have worn this white number. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was gorgeous. I loved it. I love the hair. I love the draping of the look. She styled it so well. The whole star thing, not getting it here. It sucked again, just pivot. You don't, you can make it work, but all we needed to know was the faces they showed from Nikki and Daphne to know that this bitch was out. They were not here for it. No, it was too many little mistakes. And it was a bummer, but I thought that those little, um, anemone things that she had were made of hair. It was so beautiful. Everything about it was gorgeous. No. Yeah. It was really well done i just wish it was i mean there wasn't really a reveal 
No. It was like, it was an Alaska kind of reveal. <laughs> Literally. All right. Nikki will ask her to tell her the story of her outfit. And Vespi says it's a little more artistic as the bride who unveils herself with a Greek goddess spirit. Daphne will say the proportions are beautiful as it is a delightful Muslim goddess. She says there was no reveal. Nikki will say what she likes about her is that she has true style and knows exactly how she wants to look, but says there's more to her than this. And she wants to prove that she can perform. And she did prove it. She says when she saw her seated, she understood the concept and was rooting for her. She says she didn't give up despite technical issues, but says this is unfortunate, tough competition. I have to go with it not being a reveal in a two-in-one, so I have to go rip off. I have to go the same. I just it didn't it didn't meet the criteria, but it was a beautiful outfit. Audience 36%, what a deal, 64% ripoff. And peach. Look by Gregory uh, Mignol, hair by Athena Black. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm obsessed with this look. This first look is regal. She is dressed as an Arilzian, which I knew nothing about, but uh, same with Camarug, uh, but it is representing the south of France. Um, and then the second look, divine. The flamenco dress was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in the show. I think Peach knocked it out of the park. The references were smart. The execution was dynamic. By far my favorite of the night. Yeah, no, the it, the both outfits were fantastic. The story was great. The The performance of the reveal was fantastic like she she's very talented yeah kitty will say that she is referencing an ace the reveal challenge he loved the story she told daphne will confess that she was turned on saying every inch of her skin vibrated with her she says she wanted to kidnap her even though she had a security tag saying it was worth the police custody um okay daphne good good we're gonna have to keep an eye on you nikki says she loved it and it was well done what a deal. What a deal. Audience, 81%. What a deal. 19% ripoff. And I'm very mad at you, audience. I can't believe you let me down here. Um, I was like, 19% ripoff? I'm like, no way. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. All right, Nikki has decided that Ginger Bitch, Cookie Cunty, Setter Forever, Mama, Mommy Wati, and Vespi, and Peach, and Kiona are the tops of the bombs because we're going to have more people than we normally do, leaving Punani, Kitty Space, and Moon as safe. Do you agree? <laughs> I maybe would have switched mommy and and kitty space. Okay, that's have fair. Mommy, that's fair. Have mommy be like the the third, but not lip sync. Yeah, it's possible that I could have gone with that also. Again, this is a very good cast. It is. It was a really strong episode. It's a strong cast. Like the people that did badly didn't do badly. We're going to head back to the workroom for Untucked Junior, where the safe girls are happy. Well, not Moon. She's mad that she's safe again because she didn't get to talk to the judges. And I think at this point, two episodes in, she's the only one. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sucks for her. Yeah. But I mean, she's not in the bottom. The discussion will be of who the tops and bottoms are, but the actual tops and bottoms are going to be back to spill the tea. There's no, there's no time for any more discussion. Peach is over the moon, as she might be the top candidate of the week. She wants to win badly. She tells the girls that she showed who she is and how she's progressed in the competition. And then Cookie tells her that she did great for being in drag for a year. What? She's only been doing yeah. drag for a year? I'm like, what did she do before this? Because she already knows how to, like, dance very, very well. Mm-hmm. And she can, like, rap. And she's, like, she's just very well put together insanely talented hey listen maybe she has a sugar daddy maybe she has a lot of black cards i don't know uh, but she's making it work i she's doing something right she's great kiona thought after the talent show she was going to be the top but after the runway she's not so sure ginger will tell her that she wants to do voguing just to throw herself on the ground and never get on her feet again um i feel that i feel that a lot who doesn't <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, I fall and I can't get up and I'm, I'm okay. Just keep me here. It's fine. <laughs> I'll just lay here for the next eight hours. <laughs> As the chatter is happening, Mommy is upset and she thinks she'll be lip syncing. She hated what she did and she is not happy with her performance. She disappointed herself and tells the girls that she stopped her studies to be there. She does not want it to stop. She will cry as she knows she has a lot more to show and the girls will tell her that she's already a star. Hey, hey, that was what she walked in the workroom saying. She's a star. <laughs> it almost felt like they thought she was going to go right it felt like 
Like it, was, it was a weird moment for me as a viewer just because I was like, she's not going to lip sync, is she? I was like, there were definitely people that were worse than her. And especially given the backstory we heard in the workroom earlier, we're like, well, she could go. Like, this could be the elimination episode. Yeah, it did feel like, like we were like, at least heavily teasing us. Mm-hmm. Ginger will cheer her up by saying they compared her look to Vivian Westwood and Mommy is like, well, they were right. There's the confidence. <laughs> Vespi, she knows she's going to lip sync. She's sure of it. And she thinks if it's with mommy, it will be a beautiful lip sync. Peach says that Vespi is her sister and it's beautiful thanks to her and says it will be hard to think that her pillar in this adventure may have to leave. I'm very curious to know what their relationship is pre-drag race. Me too. Because during the mini challenge, she said she was getting turned on by her. And then um, and then she was just like very like... Like on her during the during the lip sync more so than punani was when rose left yeah <laughs> like i didn't know they had this relationship until like this episode now cookie says that she sabotaged herself she is proud of herself as she gets emotional while the girls tell her that she is a fucking legend cookie is a realist and will agree with the judge that it didn't work she will do everything to stay consider everyone warned the girls prove that they are just as good as the girls of season one, but they are season two. They are legendaire. Um, I can't not hear the chorus all the time in my head. It's stuck <laughs> there. I I listened to the song last year a lot, but I didn't listen to this one so much. Yeah, I but that's the thing. I haven't listened to the song. I just hear the chorus all the time. Maybe <laughs> it's because they've like thrown it on Instagram. But um, I, hey, it's catchy. It's catchy. I liked it. But, the queens have returned for their fate. Peach is the winner of the week and gets a prize of a trip to Malta. All right. I want to go to Malta. Better than a signed um, CD. Also, um, I haven't spoken about this yet, but we the, the prize for the winner, a trip to New York. So funny. A trip oh to my. New York to literally stay with Nikki Doll in her apartment. <laughs> As if like half of them aren't going to travel to New York anyway because of Nikki. <laughs> exactly. Literally. Like, I saw my plans on at the queue like last time I was at the queue. Oh, the queue. Um, she Rip. she didn't know. She didn't know better. She didn't know what she was doing there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know the Grand Dame was there. The, a couple of them have come through. Uh, which makes sense. Kiana, Ginger Bitch, Sarah Forever, and Mama Wata, Mami Wata are safe. That leaves Vespi and Cookie Country as the bottom two. Do you agree? Yes, unfortunately. The song is Totes by Lara Fabian. And I want to remind the world once again, this is not Celine Dion, despite them having the same vocal sound. <laughs> um, they sound the same, but they are two different people. One of them is much more famous than the other. <laughs> Sorry, Lara um, This was the cookie show, and Vespi was just a victim of the slaughter. I agree. It was rough for Vespi. Vespi had a fight in her, but nothing matched the pure emotion that came out of cookie. Um, and you could tell that there was a little bit of inexperience comparatively from Vespi because in the when you start undressing, you know you are defeated and there's nothing left to give. Oh, as soon as she took off her outfit, I was like, no. Yeah. Um, uh, super twink. Super, super twink. Yes. I was like, oh, that's a, <laughs> uh, yes. In the end, this touch of lip sync ended with a victory for the legend known as Cookie Conti. Vespi is eliminated. Do you agree? Yes. She I'm was one I was excited for. I because I, I know I'm sure she'll be posting her looks for the rest of the season, but I know she probably would have like slayed the runway. Yeah, I, I really, really liked Vespi. Um I, I was hoping she would go farther, but rip. me too. All right. Well, I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is Vespi's legacy? Uh wardrobe malfunction yeah pretty wardrobe but i also think the other thing i'm gonna remember her for as um the painted on mustache and confessional it's so funny i always call her the french one <laughs> literally it was so french with the brain everything i was like could you be any more french <laughs> it's showtime <laughs> who won the week who had the best episode not doesn't have to be the winner who had the uh, best episode oh peach I like, agree. It was the peace show. This was brilliant. She ate from start to finish. She really, really so so talented. All right, next week we're gonna have a reading challenge in addition to an acting challenge. Who are you nervous for, and who do you think is going to excel? Um, I think 
Ginger Bitch is going to do great in both of them. Um, who's not going to do well in a reading challenge? Uh, I'm maybe scared Kid, from maybe uh, Kitty Space. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried for Kitty Space too. Um, if this is an acting challenge, like this should be Cookie. Like she should walk away with it. Over Ginger? I, I mean, Cookie was on um, Emily in Paris. Oh, was she? Yeah, she was on, on an episode. Oh, I hate that show. I never watched it, so. I watched, no. I, I watched the first season, and I, I've never hated a character as much as I hate Emily in Paris. Poor girl, poor girl. All right, after <laughs> two episodes, the winner of the season is... Right now, I'm going to say Peach. I have but to I, agree with you. But I really... My, my top three for, for me personally are for are Peach, Kiona, and Moon. Yeah, I, I think Peach definitely has a journey to the end. I think Kiona is definitely going to the end no matter what. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Sarah Forever, though, won I, this entire I agree. season. I think, I think Sarah Forever, because the way they are telling her telling us how good she is... And you can't sleep on Punani still. She's very yeah. talented. They do like her. So um it's a good cast. Yeah, this is a good cast. I'll be sad every week when somebody gets them home. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? <laughs> I have nothing going on, um, but I am at uh, RIP Seraphim on Instagram and Twitter. Threads? Are you on Threads? No, I am not on drugs. I listen. All I'm gonna <laughs> say is why I downloaded another app to get no engagement on. I don't know. I was like, I don't need it. I have Twitter, and I don't want to have to delete my Instagram if I change my mind later about having drugs. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I would have been on your side, but I wanted to be cool for once, and it's it's it's, it's back. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> well, right, well, this was super fun. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I had quite a good time. I love Drag Race France. This is my like favorite Drag Race franchise. Period. <laughs>